0: designed with women in mind. As we delve into what it means to be a true follower of Christ and how to navigate our daily lives, my prayer is simply that my speech will be theologically sound and that our words will be encouraging and life-giving. We will have different guests in the weeks to come and will be looking from various perspectives while staying ever true to God's Word. The title of the podcast is Beautiful Imperfection, As we go about our busy, chaotic lives, we tend to focus on the doing and not the being of who God created us to be. We sometimes get it backwards. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week the being, our identity in Christ, produces the doing, and that the doing is an overflow of who we are in Him. We are imperfect in every way, but Jesus is perfect. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. So wherever you are in your season of life, if you're in your car, in your laundry room, or sitting in your favorite chair, grab a cup of coffee and take a deep breath. Relax and listen in as we look and talk about what being in Christ really means and how the Bible explains that it is not our imperfection that makes or breaks us, but that it is his perfection that covers us, and that we can find rest in that promise. Then we serve him out of an abundance of love that only comes through him. Lean in with us. Here we go.
1: Hello, podcast listeners. We are back today, continuing our conversation on how we deal with our quote unquote, oh, not so fairy tale lives and still find joy and victory in Christ. Last week, we talked about how our lives are not always how we dream them to be, how our faith seems like a roller coaster because we seem to put outcomes at the forefront of how we feel and believe, and how God wants us to depend on Him fully. So today, we're going to pick right back up in the conversation and Pam, you want to start us off? Sure. I would like to start by reading John 16,
0: I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Last week we talked a lot about trouble and the disappointments and things, mm-hmm. and we're going to continue in some of that because it's so important that we understand that God has a plan for us. And so... Um, When we talk about that verse, there are are three or four things that I want us to think about in that. In this verse itself, it says, take heart. That means be assured, feel encouraged. Have you ever had somebody say, oh, take heart? And you mm-hmm. wonder what what do you mean by that? <laughs> and that's meant to be encouraging. And he says, "I have overcome the world." Mm-hmm. So we look at the world and we think the world's overcoming us sometimes, mm-hmm. and we allow that thought to be processed, and that's where we get into trouble. And then he says, um, "No." So I would like to tell you that through this and by overcoming the world and being assured in Him and encouraged in Him, that we be careful about who we share our hearts with Mm -hmm. we need to share our hearts with god and be with friends and heart to heart things and but what sometimes we share all of our disappointments with the wrong people which brings on more disappointment Mm -hmm. um and then first we go to god so we ask for discernment and wisdom and how to process these things in our minds and in our hearts and then just don't talk to everyone <laughs> about it. I mean, we talk to people, but I mean, we can't um, I can't emphasize this enough, because when we do that and we go through life just talking about our disappointments and our um, discouragements and all the things to everyone that we see, where does the focus go? Right back towards you. hmm. So That's that focuses on what. We are going through this is how hard it is for me. And this is what I want you to hear. And we're when we're doing that, um, we are taking the focus away from God Mm -hmm. and what God wants to do in our lives. So disappointments come like that game whack-a-mole we talked about a few (laughs) weeks ago um, that just they pop up without warning, don't they? (laughs) (laughs) And so we don't want to say out loud sometimes that we're disappointed do we? And we don't want people to think oh how would you be disappointed but when we end up in a different place than we thought um, it affects every area of our li- our lives so it seems like our life is weighed on a sliding scale not the kind that we step on and cry about every morning <laughs> <laughs> just stay away from that <laughs> but, but how we measure our successes and losses mm-hmm. um, it can be that uh, you're experiencing major difficulty that are seen by others, or it can be all on the inside. And we never thought we'd be so lonely at this stage in the game. Um, so when what do we do um, when bad things happen, Lindsay?
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly a lot of us and I'll included me. I mean, no doubt we automatically put our defenses up, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, our emotions come into play immediately. Um, and we go back to that same truth that we, uh, we try to believe. Um, and it's really a, a false lie of, um, that life should be better mm-hmm. than this. And, um, and people should be better and circumstances should be better and finances should be better and our relationships should be better and they shouldn't have acted that way. Right. We are always constantly about, you know, it's not our fault (laughs) or it's all about us basically when it comes down to it. Um, but isn't that exhausting day in and day out? I mean, (laughs) you're never going to feel like you're getting out of that hole. You're not because when we get in that cycle of thinking
0: and voicing all the the time to anyone and everyone, and even those who pretend to listen. (laughs) We set ourselves up for more hurt. Um, it goes around and around like a merry-go-round and, uh, we can't get off. So we get up feeling that way. We, we talk about it all day. We feel that way. We go to bed feeling that way. We get up the next day and it, and like on a merry-go-round, I don't know about you, but going around on a merry-go-round is not fun it's for dizzy. me. dizzy. Yeah. And I used to get on them in the playground when we were kids. They're dangerous <laughs> for a lot of reasons. <laughs> they can be spiritually dangerous too, but it makes us nauseous. And it makes us it made me frustrated when I couldn't get off. <laughs> but um, when we are in that cycle of thinking, it, it does frustrate us and it makes us exa- it just exhausts us totally. Mm-hmm. So we're so exhausted that we can't think straight. Like on that merry-go-round when you feel kind of dizzy and out of control. And that's kind of how spiritually we feel because we can't think straight. Mm -hmm. Um, We feel unstable and begin to spiral. And our physical and spiritual life begins to suffer. And that's what Satan wants. He wants to keep us from moving on and growing in Christ. And so he wants us to cut and run, basically, Mm -hmm. because just to get out of the situation, Now, sometimes God may be saying to you, you need to move from one situation to another and he can make us uncomfortable. But there's a big difference in allowing Satan to say, I'm just I just want out of this trouble. I'm not learning anything from it. I just want to get out no matter what it takes. I'm done. So when we just try anything to get
1: out of a situation that's hard, we miss the victory that God has for us. Yeah, just like we said last week, um, we could go through our whole lives missing the chance to see all the good God has placed around us because we're so wrapped up in that our attention on ourselves um, and we're stealing God's glory, um, Mm -hmm. what what he's supposed to and wants for our lives. So so Pam, what do you mean when we say we miss the victory God has for us when we get out and on our own and make our own choices our, um, out of our own desires? Yeah. So I think the thing that we
0: need to to remember is that with every trial or conflict, there is potential growth. And I don't think we always think about it like that. Um, and I think about um, a cocoon and the butterfly mm-hmm. and... The, the butterflies in the cocoon and God uses a lot of um, creation for us to look at things and to apply in certain ways. And but, you know, if we go and cut open that cocoon and take that butterfly out before it fights its way out, mm-hmm. it doesn't have any strength to fly. So it dies. So through the conflict of being able to do what God made that butterfly to do. It's the same thing for us. He puts us in situations where, or not always puts us in situations, but everything that we're in, we look to him for. And sometimes he does put us in places that make us think we need to do something differently. He That's called conviction, <laughs> which we don't like that's either. right. <laughs> but Satan also tries to lead us and, and discourage us and, and give us um, thoughts that would cause us not to grow. So, um, he, When we say cut and run and trying to get out of that on our own volition, what I mean by that is that we're going to do whatever it takes without any thought of what God might be trying to do in our life. Mm. So God will be with us and teach us how to go through in such a way that gives us strength and enough strength to reach new heights spiritually. And if the disappointment comes as a result of our own doing, then we have the strength to not do it again. And so we all make mistakes, but we do not want to make the same one over and over again. I try not to make the same one twice, but because I figure once yeah. you start doing that and you're choosing to do it, it's no longer a mistake. You've chosen it. That's right. So you get to a point to where your mistakes become you're choosing it, or you can do what you need to do. So at that point, we're choosing to stay on that. Sorry, Mary, go round, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um In the book, it's not supposed to be this way. The author says that disappointment is a proof that God is withholding good things from us. Sometimes it's his way of leading us home. Mm -hmm. And so when we are leaving one dream, maybe, that we had, and that's the death of that dream, because that's not what God had intended for us. Mm -hmm. He gives us something better. And we seek, we're always in pursuit of something. In our life, Um, we seek perfection in our lives that we can't obtain. And there's no way that we can obtain it because only God is perfect and he is the covering for our imperfection. Um, So we have none on our own. We don't have perfection. He is so good that he gives us his when we become his child. So if you don't believe that we seek perfection, try this. (laughs) The next time you take a selfie or a photo of something. Just throw it on out there without color enhancement, (laughs) without eyeball correction, without cropping it or without a filter, because we try to appear as if everything is perfect. That's right.
1: So so what does disappointment do to us in the long run um, if it doesn't point us to Christ?
0: It leads to discouragement because that's what Satan wants to happen. So Mm -hmm. he wants us to become discouraged. Uh, And that's his first step in trying to influence us. Discouragement comes from disappointment, so he knows that if we are discouraged, he can influence us more. Um, And I, I mean, you've experienced that in your life. I know everyone out there has, and I have. I mean, you become discouraged, and and there's things that just come into your mind, your thoughts. And he knows that if he can keep us discouraged then he has more, we won't do what it is that God wants us to do. Mm -hmm. So with that influence, he wants to isolate us from others. That's the second thing. So if he can get us separated, away from other people, isolated, um, he can get us away from God and away from his word, um, away from other believers and divide our minds. And then he will do everything in his power to get you into things that will destroy you. Mm Because Satan is not your friend. John 10.10 10 says that the thief, which is Satan, the devil, comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Romans 8 talks about what life in the spirit is. It tells us that we are heirs of Christ, that we have a future glory and that God's love is everlasting. So based on that verse, um, 31 says, what then... Because of what he said before, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Hmm. So after verse 31, because we talked about context a lot a couple of weeks ago, um, it says that nothing can separate us from the love of God. So, Lindsay, based on that, how do we fight against discouragement and disappointment?
1: Well, we have to stop listening and focusing on the lies that Satan tells us. You know, stop focusing on the worldly pleasures that um, keep our first priority Um, and what we feel is where our success comes from um, and turn to God. You know, there's so much in this world right now that we can compare um, on an ongoing basis. It's not only our families um, and or our work and or um, other people's lives or um, riches or um, what people look like. It could Mm -hmm. be anything but um, we need to turn to God. And that's our first priority. That is, that is the only priority. We don't need to be looking at anybody else or anything else. We are on our own journey with the Lord and um, he has our source of joy. That's right.
0: So even in discouragement, God's saying, Hey, I've got, I'm, I'm here for you and, and we can have, we can be discouraged, but we have joy because we have it in Christ. And so Does, do the thought, are thoughts of Satan always obvious? (laughs) (laughs) No, No. because sometimes
1: we think it's what we're supposed to, supposed to happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. And
0: sometimes he, I mean, most of the time I would say, I mean, because if he comes before us and we're a follower of Christ and we say, oh, there's no way Mm -hmm. that, that I'm hearing from God on that one. So what does he do? He comes in with, with maybe he begins with this in the smallest ways, um, But if we entertain the small way, then he comes more and more and more and that becomes his voice becomes louder and louder. So we can't walk away from it without responding with the word of God. Mm -hmm. And um, so we have to be able to talk through these things, even in our own hearts with God. Um, And if you feel yourself in a place that you feel devoid of the things of God and the goodness of God and that you can't get your footing, we need to be able to hear ourselves say what is there. And what I mean by that is allow that with conversations. There are conversations that must be had. So if you have a mentor, a good counselor who uses the word of God as a source, um, and that's important, a pastor or a loving friend that you can talk to. um, So because sometimes if we don't open up a way to process our disappointments, We'll be tempted to let Satan rewrite God's love story in a Mm -hmm. negative narrative in a way that we don't want it to be. But we'll be leaving us. um, It makes us suspicious of who God is, maybe who Mm -hmm. our creator is, because that's what Satan wants to do. So in the Bible in Genesis, it tells us of the perfect world God created. After sin entered, things began to shift and change, and fear happened for the first time. Anxiety and depression had an inroad to the world for the first time. And that's something that when you think about, you know, God intended for us to, to live with no discouragement because he gave us everything. But then when sin entered, everything changed. So what? just thinking about that, Lindsay, a little bit. As we think about how the world has changed around us, even from last year to this year, Mm -hmm. Um, and we see the things that are going on in the world, and I don't think that God intended for things to be going the way that they're going, obviously, because he he didn't create us for that. But how do we live through that without becoming discouraged, And we've talked, we talked a lot about how we're in his word and praying and those things and just the basic mechanics of what Christianity. So when we, when we get that way, how do we get out of that? Yeah,
1: I I think um, he wants us to come back to him Mm -hmm. um, and and his promises and his truth. So we have to have, we have to have an action plan, you Mm -hmm. know, Pam, um, we always have action plans for um, any type Mm -hmm. of issues that arise. Meaning if you have a fire in your house, you have an action plan to get out of your house. You've mm-hmm. got, um, things that your, your parents have taught you from day in and day out to be able to help you. The same thing is with Satan, we have to have that opportunity, um, to know what to do in times and times of hard times because they're going to happen. Right. So what do we do in those instances? You know, that's, that's the, that's the point. I think we all tend to forget. And we think that, we have action plans for everything else in the world, but do we have an action plan for when Satan so tempts us? We have to be very
0: intentional. Like yeah. every day we have to think about it. And um, so God gave us his word mm-hmm. as a love story to us to tell us, these are the things that will happen. There there will be great joy and there will also be great pain. Mm-hmm. There'll be great disappointment. And there'll, be discour- there'll be courage, uh, discouragement. He gives us the courage to get through that. There'll be disappointments and those can be great adventures. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we look at them in the wrong way, but in, 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 Revelation 21, three through five, he says, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. he will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as God. He will wipe away every tear from their eye and death shall be no more neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. Mm -hmm. And so God's has the victory plan for us. Um, So even though things don't feel the way that we should, we don't live by our feelings. And a lot of times people will say that and, but our feelings are real, but they're also temporary. So if we totally guide ourselves and our thoughts and our words and everything that we do just based on the temporary, then um, God can't show us the things that he wants us to show. And we talked about an action plan, Lindsay, and I think the action plan as we close out today would be these things that I would say for you. One is to trust God. Mm-hmm. Two, practice your faith. Three, study his word. Four, know his voice and character, like we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Five, rest in his victory. And six, allow your heart to lean into his, and you will have victory. And it can start today. And that's the encouraging
1: thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You know, we we really do. Um, can We can get so exhausted in our disappointments and trials. Um, but if we focus on what's important in our life, which is God, He's the miraculous one that made us. Um, mm-hmm. He's the miraculous one that saves us. And he's the miraculous one that brings us out of um, into his arms forever one day. That's right. So I, let me encourage you that if you are experiencing
0: these things, that you take these plans, this plan, and it's not our plan, but it's God's plan from his word. Mm-hmm. And if we do these things, I believe and I, I know that God teaches us that we will have victory even in the worst pain of our life. And we can experience joy only through Christ. So I hope and pray that for you today. We look forward to talking to you again next week. So have a good week. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in his sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How, does, how can my identity be in Christ? And you've never received him. I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.